0: This is episode 594 of the AWS podcast, released on June 11th, 2023. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. It's something with you. Great to have you back. I'm joined by my amazing co-hosts, firstly, Horn Wynn Loggren. G'day, Horn. How are you doing?
0: I'm great and ready to rock and roll.
1: That's the way. And also joined by Gillian Ford, who lives very close to some very loud bell ringing uh, that we just heard off mic, thankfully. But um, Gillian, convince us you don't live next to Big Ben. I don't live next
2: to Big Ben. But now that you said that, I mean, people are probably wondering what this these noises sound like. I'll have to record it <laughs> another yeah, time. Yeah, do a
1: sample of the uh, very elaborate <laughs> bell ringing. But, <laughs> but let's get into it. I've got some great updates to share with you today. Firstly. Around the AWS Marketplace. So, AWS Marketplace has now announced general availability of two QuickSight dashboards for AWS Marketplace sellers. So, sellers can now access the Build Revenue dashboard and Collections and Dispersions dashboard from the Insights tab of the AWS Marketplace Management Portal. Previously, you could access it via downloading CSVs, but now you can view, analyze, and track key trends and metrics in a visualized manner on QuickSight dashboards. Let's discuss some analytics updates. Amazon Athena has expanded its support for inbound connections via IPv6 endpoints to include PrivateLink. So now you can connect to Athena securely and privately using PrivateLink from your VPC in addition to the public IPv6 endpoints that were previously available. And the Athena team have been busy and they have now updated its data source connectors with new optimizations that can improve performance and reduce cost when querying data that does not reside in Amazon S3. So from from now, the updated connectors use dynamic filtering and new predicate pushdown optimizations to perform more operations in the underlying source rather than in Athena, which can reduce query processing time and reduce the amount of data scanned. Athena uses connectors to run federated queries on 30 different data sources. Now, connectors process data where it's stored, so you don't have to have ETL scripts or extract data from those underlying sources before it can be used for interactive analysis, business intelligence, or other things. Today's launch, or this current launch, expands the series of uh, query operations that are pushed down to the data source for processing. Amazon Redshift has announced support for enhanced transaction controls inside stored procedures, which allows you to automatically commit the statements inside the procedure. This new non-atomic mode can be used for those applications that would like to handle exceptions inside a stored procedure more smoothly. In addition, the non-atomic mode helps prevent disruptions in applications due to an error inside the stored procedure. And we're also announcing the availability of AWS user notifications for AWS Data Exchange. This feature allows subscribers to configure human readable notifications for AWS Data Exchange events, such as when a provider publishes a new revision to a data set, or when a provider adds a data set to a product. Previously, you could configure similar notifications to be sent via EventBridge and integrating with services like SNS, this makes it easier.
0: A topic update bringing all things together with application integration, announcing AWS AppSync merged APIs for GraphQL federation. AWS AppSync enables developers to build serverless, scalable, and performant GraphQL APIs that are designed to securely connect their apps to data and events. We are announcing the general availability of merge APIs, which enables GraphQL schema, composition, and federation for AppSync APIs. A merge API is a single GraphQL API composed from multiple-source GraphQL APIs representing different services or data sources. With a merged API, an organization can provide a single API schema to data consumers while enabling independent evolution of subschemas by the teams that are most familiar with its related data domain. For teams sharing development of a single AppSync API, Merge APIs feature allows them to collaborate seamlessly while operating independently. Merge APIs provide built-in support for GraphQL subscription, multiple auth modes, custom domains, private APIs, and observability with AWS CloudWatch and AWS X-Ray integration. Merge API support is available in all AWS regions supported by AppSync. AWS announced improved end-to-end latency for Amazon EventBridge event buses. Amazon EventBridge event buses, say that five times fast, now delivers events with lower latency, enabling you to power an even broader set of latency-sensitive event-driven applications, especially in industrial and medical applications. And Amazon EventBridge delivers events up to 80% faster than before as measured by the time an event is ingested to the first invocation attempt. Amazon EventBridge Event Buses are a serverless event router that enable you to create scalable event-driven applications by routing events between your own applications, third-party SaaS applications, or other AWS services. You can set up routing rules to determine where to send your events, allowing for application architecture to react to changes in your system as they occur. Event Buses makes it easier to build event-driven applications by facilitating event ingestion, delivery, security, authorization, and error handling. Topic break for all the things compute. Amazon EKS and Amazon EKS Distro now supports Kubernetes version 1.27. Kubernetes 1.27 introduced several new features and bug fixes. You can create new 1.27 clusters or upgrade your existing cluster to 1.27 using the Amazon EKS console, the EKSctl command line interface, or through an infrastructure as code tool. Amazon EC2 M1 Mac Instances now supports beta Mac OS versions. Customers can run beta Mac OS versions on their EC2 M1 Mac instances by registering their instances with Apple Developer Program and upgrading to their desired preview, seed, or release candidate Mac OS versions from within their guest environments. With this capability, Apple developers can now integrate the latest macOS features into their application and test existing applications for compatibility before public macOS releases, which is magical in my opinion. Announcing AWS Parallel Cluster 3.6 with GPU instance health checks and RHEL 8 support. Key new features include support for automatic health checks for GPU instances and support for Red Hat Enterprise Linux RHEL 8. Other important features in this release include a programming interface to manage parallel clusters using ADIPS confirmation, tag-based monitoring in parallel cluster UI, etc.
2: Now on to customer engagement. Amazon Connect now provides contact records and events for external third-party calls. So Amazon Connect provides these contact records and real-time contact events for calls and transfers made to external third-party phone numbers. The new contact records can be used for reporting, billing reconciliation, and analytics. Contact events can be used to create analytics dashboards to monitor and track real-time contact lifecycle activities, such as calls that are connected to third parties. So to learn more about these new contact records and events and how you can stream them to your analytics applications, see our documentation for contact records and contact events. We got three more updates on Amazon Connect. So this one is on Amazon Connect Contact Lens, and they launched new theme detection. So Amazon Connect Contact Lens now provides a machine learning powered capability for businesses to help identify top contact drivers by grouping customer conversations into themes. This complements Contact Lens' existing automated contact categorization capabilities that businesses have been using to label contacts for tracking down known issues across their contact centers. With theme detection, businesses can discover previously unknown or emerging contact themes from thousands of customer interactions. Businesses can also spot common reasons for customer outreach. They can then take appropriate actions to improve customer experience by expediting issue resolution and improving IVR options, knowledge base articles, and agent training. Amazon Connect provides APIs to programmatically create and manage prompts. Prompts are audio files like on-hold music that can be customized and configured to play within call flows. With this launch, you can now programmatically create new custom prompts or extract prompts stored within Amazon Connect and add them to your S3 bucket. These APIs also support AWS CloudTrail, AWS CloudFormation, and tagging. For more information on AWS CloudFormation, see the Amazon Connect resource type reference in the AWS CloudFormation user guide. Amazon SES adds new enhancements to its dedicated IPs. So Amazon managed IPs is now a new feature from Amazon SES, or Simple Email Service. So these dedicated IPs that are managed helps customers to grow, manage, and maintain their sending reputation via exclusive IP addresses without the heavy lifting of associated with provisioning and managing dedicated IPs. With this release, customers can view metrics about their dedicated IPs or managed, getting greater visibility into how their dedicated IPs are performing, and can create up to 50 managed dedicated IPs pools and can easily convert their dedicated IP standard IPs into dedicated IP managed IPs.
1: Well, it's time for us to talk about data and databases, the place you keep your data, and there are lots and lots of updates to share, so let me get into it. Amazon RDS for PostgreSQL 16 Beta 1 is now available in the Amazon RDS database preview environment. This lets you evaluate the pre-release of PostgreSQL 16 on Amazon RDS for PostgreSQL, and you can deploy PostgreSQL 16 Beta 1 in the preview environments that has the benefit of a fully managed database. So you can set it up, Operate it and monitor it. Amazon RDS for PostgreSQL has also uh, added support for minor versions 15.3, 14.8, 13.11, 12.15, and 11.20. Bug fixes, performance improvements, and new functionality. And my friendly reminder to you to patch your stuff. Make sure you keep up to date, otherwise, nasties can happen. Amazon RDS for PostgreSQL also now supports up to 15 read replicas for RDS multi-AZ deployment options with two readable standby database instances. So you have lots of options and you can increase the readable standby capacity by eight times the previous read capacity. And Amazon RDS for PostgreSQL now supports Rust to build high performance database functions. So, this is a new trusted procedural language, and this allows you to build high performance user defined functions to extend PostgreSQL for compute intensive data processing. And Amazon Aurora PostgreSQL has improved the availability of read replicas. And this now maintains read availability through writer node restarts. So reader nodes will continue to serve reader requests during a writer node restart, which improves the read availability of the cluster. Amazon RDS Performance Insights provides an enhanced console experience to view performance monitoring metrics for Amazon RDS databases. It consolidates information from Amazon CloudWatch and Amazon RDS Performance Insights to provide a comprehensive view of your database's health. This removes the need for you to gather data from multiple sources and speeds up the diagnosis of database performance issues. Now, with this launch, it allows you to find relevant information to debug database performance issues in one place. There are pre-configured dashboards for all Amazon RDS and Amazon Aurora database engines, showing the most commonly used metrics to diagnose performance issues for a given engine type. You can now reduce the mean time to recovery from hours to minutes. You can also create a customized dashboard for each database engine to meet your specific metric analysis needs and use it across the database instances of that engine type in your AWS account. Amazon RDS Performance Insights is a database performance tuning and monitoring feature of RDS that lets you visually assess the load on your database and determine where and when to take action. It's a one-click to get it on and up and running. Amazon Aurora MySQL compatible edition now supports the new enhanced binary log or bin log. The enhanced bin log reduces the compute performance overhead caused by enabling bin log, which in certain cases can reach up to 50% down to 13%. The enhanced bin log also improves database recovery time by up to 99% after restarts and failovers as compared to a native MySQL bin log is enabled. Amazon RDS for Oracle now supports the April 2023 release update for 19c. Again, a reminder, patch your stuff. And Amazon Elastic for Redis data tiering on Graviton2-based R6GD nodes now supports auto-scaling to automatically adjust capacity to maintain steady and predictable performance at the lowest possible cost. You can automatically scale your cluster horizontally by adding or removing shards or replica nodes. Now, Elasticache for Redis data tiering uses AWS application auto-scaling to manage scaling and Amazon CloudWatch metrics to determine when it's time to scale up and down. Now, Elasticache for Redis data tiering supports target tracking and scheduled scaling policies. With target tracking, you define a target metric and Elasticache adjusts resource capacity in response to live changes in resource utilization. The intention is to provide enough capacity to maintain utilization at the target value specified. For example, when capacity utilization rises, Elasticache will add R6GD nodes to your cluster to increase capacity and reduce utilization back to the target level. This enables your cluster to adjust capacity automatically to maintain high performance. Conversely, when capacity utilization drops below the target amount, ElastiCash will remove R6GDN nodes from your cluster to reduce overprovisioning and lower costs. With scheduled scaling, you can set specific days and times for Elastic Cache to scale your cluster to accommodate those predictable workload capacity changes. Amazon Neptune has announced AWS CloudFormation support for Neptune Serverless. So you can now uh, create and manage your Amazon Neptune clusters in all AWS regions where Neptune Serverless is available. You can also use CloudFormation templates to perform in-place engine version upgrades for your Neptune clusters.
2: All right, now developer tools. AWS Copilot announces static site patterns to host single-page web applications. So this makes it easier to deploy single-page web applications on AWS. AWS Copilot is a command-line interface CLI tool that makes it easier for customers to build, deploy, and operate containerized applications on AWS by providing common application architecture and infrastructure patterns, user-friendly operational workflows, and configuring deployment pipelines. AWS Reposts now supports adding multiple email addresses to your profile. If you haven't used repost, it's definitely a website that you want to bookmark, keep handy if you have questions and want to ask. Ask them in a forum. This is a fantastic place because it's a cloud knowledge service that provides customers the technical guidance they need to innovate faster and improve their operational efficiency with AWS services. And now the capability for users to associate multiple email addresses to their repost profile, this allows them to give them that flexibility with three additional email addresses and can designate a primary email account for receiving notifications
0: topic updates for our front-end web and mobile friends. AWS Amplify announces Authenticator UI library for Swift and Android. Developers can now use the Authenticator UI component to build end-to-end login registration workflows for their Amplify powered Swift and Android projects in minutes. Moreover, the Authenticator UI component sets up the sign-in and sign-up workflows based on the existing auth configuration right out of the box. Now this is super cool and handy too. This UI component is built entirely using native Swift UI and. Android Jetpack compose components so developers can provide a user experience tailored to Swift and Android platforms that their users feel most comfortable with. The Authenticator UI component automatically handles login fields like email, username, and phone number based on the auth configuration set up via the Amplify Command Line Interface CLI. Developers can also apply custom theming to their Authenticator UI component. AWS Device Farm announces VPC integration for private devices. AWS Device Farm is an application testing service that provides web and mobile developers with desktop browser and real mobile devices so that they can improve the quality of their apps. I really like this one from the security perspective because with this launch, we're adding support for VPC connectivity to private devices, providing a simple way to connect with endpoints that are accessible only from within a private VPC. The feature supports multiple traffic types, including TCP, UDP, WebSockets, and streaming protocols. This new configuration is now available via the AWS API or console. A quick topic update for our gamers out there, game tech. Amazon GameLift improves Fleet IQ game session placement logic. We're excited to announce updates to the Amazon GameLift Fleet IQ claim game server operation to better handle game session placement decisions. Amazon GameLift Fleet IQ optimizes the use of low-cost Amazon Elastic Compute Cloud, Amazon EC2, spot instances for cloud-based multiplayer game hosting. With Amazon GameLift Fleet IQ, you can leverage your existing Amazon EC2 and Amazon EC2 auto-scaling hosting resources while taking advantage of Amazon GameLift optimization to deliver inexpensive, resilient game hosting for your players.
1: Nice stuff. Let's get on to the topic of machine learning. And just a quick confirmation, I'm not a robot. I just sometimes sound like one. Amazon SageMaker Jumpstart now supports the fine-tuning of foundation models with domain adaptation. Now, this is the capability to fine-tune a large language model, particularly a text generation model on a domain-specific data set. Customers can now fine-tune models with their custom dataset to improve performance in specific domains. So there's a linked blog that discusses how to use domain adaptation to fine-tune the GPT-J6B model on publicly available financial data from the Securities and Exchange Commission so that the model can generate more relevant text for financial services use cases. Customers can fine-tune foundational models such as GPT-J6B, GPT-J6B FP16 models for domain adaptation on Jumpstart inside Amazon SageMaker Studio through the UI and through the Python SDK. Now, this feature for fine tuning of the foundation models with domain adaptation on Jumpstart can be used in all regions where SageMaker Jumpstart is available. And Amazon SageMaker now supports geospatial machine learning in general availability. This makes it easier for data scientists and ML engineers to build, train and deploy ML models using geospatial data. Today, the majority of all data generated contains geospatial information, but only a small fraction of it is used for ML because accessing, processing, and visualizing the data is complex, time-consuming, and expensive. SageMaker's new geospatial capabilities simplify the process of building, training, and deploying models with geospatial data. You can now access readily available geospatial data sources, efficiently process or enrich large-scale geospatial data sets with purpose-built operations and accelerate model building by selecting pre-trained ML models. You can then analyze and explore the generator predictions in an interactive map within SageMaker and share and collaborate on results. You can use SageMaker geospatial capabilities for a wide range of use cases such as supporting sustainable urban development, maximizing harvest yield and field security, assessing risk and insurance claims, and forecasting retail site utilization. Also SageMaker geospatial capabilities support VPC and KMS customer managed keys. So you have full control over your network environment and also control over your own keys to encrypt your geospatial workloads. Quick update for Amazon Translate, which is a neural machine translation service that delivers fast, high quality, affordable, and customizable language translation. We're announcing the general availability of real time document translation, which allows customers to translate HTML and text documents in real time. Until today, to translate documents in real time, customers had to extract the text, translate the text into the target language, and post process the translated text to convert it into the original file format. With the new real time document translation feature, You don't have to do any pre-processing or post-processing steps. You can just use the APIs or the AWS console to submit a request and get your documents back with source formatting intact. And there is now general availability of eye gaze direction detection in Recognition's Face APIs to support accessibility and safety to validate photos and help identify where users focus on the screen. The new eye direction attribute in the Amazon recognition detect faces and index faces APIs, predicts a person's eye gaze direction your, so that's the rotation on the vertical axis and pitch the rotation on the horizontal axis. Angles for each face detected in an image. Amazon Kendra have added a couple of new features. They have released the Alfresco Pass Connector and the Alfresco Enterprise Connector. So Kendra is an intelligent search service that's powered by machine learning. And now you can use that particular connector to index and search documents within your Alfresco Enterprise Repository or and your PAS Repository. Management
2: and governance. I don't know why I feel like this is a more serious topic
1: um, yeah I feel, I feel like you put on your newsreader voice when you talk about that topic so. <laughs>
2: yeah, i guess you have to right
1: yeah, well, management um, and governance it must be important
2: <laughs> so the aws chatbot uh, now supports access to amazon CloudWatch dashboards and logs insights for aws chatbot for microsoft teams and aws chatbot for slack AWS customers can now find the status of their application health by accessing CloudWatch dashboards and log telemetry from their chat channel. When they receive Amazon CloudWatch alarm notifications for an incident in their chat channel, they can analyze the diagnostic data from their dashboards and remediate directly from their chat channel without switching context. Customers can view Amazon CloudWatch dashboards and retrieve CloudWatch logs using action buttons displayed on the Amazon CloudWatch notifications in their chat channels. Customers can also type CLI commands to view dashboards and retrieve logs. Then customers can also customize the dashboard metric widget views with flexible filters. And to retrieve Amazon CloudWatch logs, customers can run a new Logs Insight query or use one of the pre saved queries. ADBus Control Tower launches 28 new proactive controls. So this is a governance capability that allows you to implement controls at scale across your multi-account AWS environments by blocking non-compliant resources before they are provisioned for services such as AWS OpenSearch, AWS Auto Scaling, and Amazon RDS. These new controls help you meet control objectives such as data encryption at rest or limit network access. AWS Control Tower's proactive control capabilities leverage AWS CloudFormation hooks to identify and block non-compliant resources proactively before AWS CloudFormation provisions them. AWS Control Tower's proactive controls complement AWS Control Tower's existing preventative and detective control capabilities. And AWS Systems Manager Distributor now supports the CrowdStrike Falcon sensor agent. So Distributor is a capability of AWS Systems Manager that allows you to install and update software on your instances with version control. And this now allows you to install the CrowdStrike Falcon sensor agent directly from Distributor without having to create or maintain any software packages you can easily deploy the CrowdStrike Falcon sensor agent across your fleet of AWS System Manager managed instances by navigating to the third-party tab in the AWS console.
0: On a quick and fun update for the entertainers, media services... AWS Elemental Media Package now supports low-latency HLS. This is pretty neat because you can package your media service in low-latency HTTP live-streaming ll-hls format with AWS Elemental Media Package. ll-hls Functionality can be used with AWS Elemental Media Live or AWS Elemental Live version 2.25.0 in combination with SCTE-35 for ad insertion workflows and with SPEKE-V2 for multi-key digital write management drm including rotation keys by using ll-hls you can reduce the end-to-end latency to as low as five seconds behind live which matches the traditional broadcast latency range while still leveraging monetization and content protection features with a content delivery network cdn like amazon cloudfront you can deliver your ll-hls stream at scale to viewers Topic for our movers and shakers, migration and transfer. AWS Application Discovery Service Agentless Collector now supports on-premises databases. Now this allows you to achieve more comprehensive data collection through the deployment of a single tool. With the launch of the database and analytics capability, the agentless collector supports both server and database migration planning to AWS. You gain more options in discovering your instances from inspecting previously discovered VMware virtual machines to using lightweight directory access protocol, LDAP, to detect databases in your environment. The database metadata and utilization metrics collected will then become available in AWS DMS Fleet Advisor, a service which provides recommendations for migrating self-managed Oracle, SQL Server, MySQL, and Postgres databases to AWS. AWS Application Discovery Service supports both agentless and agent collect methods to meet wide range of migration needs. AWS DataSync can now copy data to and from Amazon S3-compatible storage on Snow. AWS DataSync announced support for moving data to and from Amazon S3-compatible storage on AWS Snowball Edge compute-optimized devices. Amazon S3-compatible storage delivers secure object storage with high resiliency, increased scale, and expanded S3 API features set to rugged mobile edge and disconnected environments. Customer storing data and running application on AWS Snowball Edge compute optimized devices can now use AWS DataSync to more quickly and easily move data between their Amazon S3 compatible storage and AWS storage services in region, enabling them to make second copy of their data in AWS, archive cold data and move data to and from AWS for ongoing data workflows. So reminder to back up all the things.
2: Networking and content delivery. AWS Global Accelerator extends TCP termination to IPv6 traffic. So TCP termination, this automatically improves performance for workloads such as API operations, file uploads, and HTTP workloads. Starting today, customers can use dual stack accelerators and can get the benefits of TCP termination at the edge for both ipv 4 and IPv6 traffic. With TCP termination at the edge, Global Accelerator reduces initial setup time by establishing a TCP connection between a client on the internet and the Global Accelerator edge location closest to the client. And almost concurrently, a second TCP connection is established between the edge location and the application endpoint in the AWS region. With this process, the client gets a faster response from the global accelerator edge location, and the connection from the edge location to the application endpoint in the region is optimized to run over the AWS global network. Until now, customers using dual-stack accelerators could only get the benefits of this feature for their IPv4 traffic. With this release, dual-stack accelerator customers get the additional throughput improvements for IPv6 traffic, as well as IPv4 traffic. Amazon CloudFront now supports stale while revalidate and stale if error cache control directives. The stale while revalidate directive instructs CloudFront to immediately deliver stale responses to users while it revalidates cache in the background. The stale if error directive defines how long CloudFront should reuse stale responses if there's an error, which provides a better user experience. With Stale While Revalidate, CloudFront can deliver faster responses from its 480-plus edge locations and maximize cache hit ratios for better performance after cache expiration. With the Stale While Revalidate directive, your users no longer need to wait for responses from Origins because stale content is rapidly served from caches. Stale while revalidate is ideal for content that refreshes frequently or unpredictably or where content requires significant time to regenerate and where having the latest version of the content is not essential. The stale if error directive enhances the user experience and improves availability by serving stale content when origins return an error.
1: Alrighty, speaking of uh, serious voices, I should probably put my serious voice on for the topic of security, identity and compliance. AWS KMS HSMs have upgraded to FIPS 122 security level 3. Now, these are the hardware security modules, or HSMs, used in the service, and they are awarded Federal Information Processing Standards, FIPS 140-2 Security Level 3 Certification, from the U.S. National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST. The FIPS 140 program validates areas related to the secure design and implementation of a cryptographic module, including the correctness of the cryptographic algorithm implementations and tamper resistance and response. AWS KMS HSMs have been certified under FIPS 140-2 overall security level 2 continuously since 2017. This new certification gives customers assurance that all cryptographic operations involving their keys in AWS KMS happen within a HSM certified at FIPS 142 security level 3. Now, Security Level 3 certification can assist organizations seeking compliance with several industry and regulatory standards, including FedRAMP, HIPAA, PCI, and GDPR, and also ISO 27001. The FIPS 140-2 Security Level 3 certified HSMs in Adibus KMS are deployed in all commercial regions, including Adibus GovCloud US regions. Amazon Cognito now offers a new console experience that makes it easier for customers to manage Amazon Cognito identity pools and add federated sign-in for customers' applications to get access to Adibus resources. Customers that wish to opt in to the new streamlined experience can do so by navigating to the Amazon Cognito console. Customers of AWS IAM Identity Center, which is a successor to AWS Single Sign-On, can use CyberArk Secure Cloud Access, Hermetic and Okta requests for temporary elevated access, also known as just-in-time access. As part of an ongoing collaboration with partners, AWS Identity validated these solutions, integrate with Identity Center and address common customer requirements, such as the ability to request and approve time-bound access and to audit action logs. Amazon Detective now helps provide root cause analysis for security findings from eight additional services integrated with AWS Security Hub. With this expanded capability, you can use Detective to conduct more comprehensive investigations, helping you identify resources, patterns, and the scope of potential security issues. And finally, a quick update in the domain of storage, AWS Backup is announcing support for restoring resources with tags copied from protected resources. Now, AWS Backup is a fully managed service that centralizes and automates data protection across AWS services and hybrid workloads. This launch allows you to seamlessly extend using tag-based policies for access, cost allocation, compliance, and automation workflows for your restored resources. So some pretty cool updates there. Any highlights for you there, Jillian? I thought the recognition
2: one was pretty cool. I definitely want to see what customers do with that.
1: Yeah, it was nifty. How do people reach out to you directly? Miss Jill Ford on Twitter. That's the way. And Hon, which one caught your eye today?
0: The AWS Amplify Authenticator UI. Definitely going to kick that around.
1: Yeah, I, I like that one too. What's uh, how do people reach out to you?
0: You can reach out to me on my Twitter handler at HanSolo underscore one.
1: And if you like to go old school, AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place. You can also leave audio feedback on our webpage. And we're also thrilled that we now have uh, accurate translations and transcriptions, I should say, available to you for each episode. So if you click on the episode on the website and then click on the link there, you'll see the transcription too. And of course, until next time, keep on building.